Hello, and welcome to another episode of So Friends, where I, Sofia Sion, talk about all the things that you want to hear. From mental health to productivity and motivation, I cover it all. This week, I am joined by Karina. Hello! (laughs) Who's a fellow podcaster herself, and we actually connected based on personality and in a way, even content, right, Karina? Yeah, no, definitely. I think we're very similar in our podcasts, I guess, because we're all about just everything and everything, aren't we? So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, me and Karina were actually thinking of doing an episode about humor and how humor helped us combat some actual things that we were going on in our lives connected to our mental health, especially. However, after a very long two-hour conversation, (laughs) (laughs) me and Karina found out that in between all the things that we have, we have similarities. Another similarity is that we both have PCOS, otherwise known as polycystic ovary syndrome, aka I have a beard and I am kind of proud of it. Woo! We love it. Embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> but Karina doesn't have a beard. Karina has other symptoms. And that's why I brought her on today on the show because we both have PCOS. However, our PCOSs are very different and we manifest it even in different ways. So maybe we should start out by explaining what PCOA is. Yes, definitely. PS, PSO or POS or however you say it, it's pretty much a very simple process. It's a very common thing without, in, with, with women. And it's when, I believe, isn't it when like one of your ovaries is slightly bigger than usual or just a little bit abnormal? I don't know. Something around that sort of term, so, I guess. Um, PCOS is basically, some. it can happen from two different reasons, first of all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can happen either because you have insulin resistance or because you have androgens. It can can be both of those things. And you are kind of right, not about being bigger, but about uh, the ovaries being irregular in their size in the way that they have cysts on them. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but yeah, that's pretty much what it is, really. And then it, like what you were saying, like some people um can be affected by facial hair. Some people can be affected by irregular periods. Some people, oh, there's so many. There's so many symptoms, man. There's so many. Dude, dude uh, we're gonna need the to, list like, goes on. <laughs> for for just explaining pcos symptoms like there's so much going on it's like a little tiny circus inside of your body man like seriously literally and unfortunately not like other women it's our bodies don't really function that well (laughs) all i'm gonna say is like (laughs) yes no absolutely It, it, it just doesn't function as well as a normal in quotation marks <laughs> a body like a, a normal woman's body shall we say um, yeah so, and yeah. actually me, when me and Karina were talking Karina actually mentioned that her boss and her lead singer because Karina is a musician as you will later find out because I'm probably gonna make her sing a little bit on air <laughs> 
We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> have uh, PCOS, and I actually know a lot of women who have PCOS. And actually, this was a topic that was definitely very, very much requested by a lot of my Instagram followers. Which I know it's not a lot, but like if I can help at least one person with how me and Karina combat it, I'm gonna be happy. Absolutely. I completely agree. We need to spread the word. I think it's very important. And yeah, tell people about every one of our experiences. As you've said, you know, it's very different within different people. Everyone has different side effects. Everyone has different experiences. And it's important to tell the people that it's normal and (laughs) you will experience different things. So it's nice. It's a nice journey. I think this was a great topic for us to talk about, especially you've had POS for some time, haven't you, Sophia? Oh, yeah. Man, I've been diagnosed since I was 13. And you're actually on the newer side, right? Like you got diagnosed a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. So I got diagnosed back back in March, actually. Back in March, like just as COVID-19 lockdown, (laughs) I got discovered with POS, which I was like, oh my God, what am I meant to do? And it was really hard. I actually had to go to hospital appointments during COVID-19 lockdown because obviously with everything that was happening with me and just I was in constant pain like for some reason there was just I oh my goodness I felt like this pain was undescribable like it's something that I do not wish on other people why were you in pain well I have no idea so I had the most horrendous cramps And when I say a most horrendous cramps, I mean, I had to call my manager and say I couldn't go to work for four or five days because this constant cramp was constantly there and it wasn't budging. And I had to have like those hot bottle things and I had to take paracetamol. I had to take something and all I could do is pretty much sleep and just sleep it off. But yeah, I was just horrendous pains. Like... I don't know I don't I, it's so undescribable to, to be honest well like as we were earlier talking I told you my secret ingredient to cramps which is yes. our <laughs> Macedonian national drink rakia that I keep promoting yes! all around the world <laughs> I am I am gonna send you a bottle of rakia to the UK and hopefully you won't have that pain anymore oh my but- goodness that would be incredible <laughs> But first of all, congratulations on finding out what's going on with your body, because I I believe it's, it's very difficult to not know what's going on. And like, at least now, you know, and it's so much easier when you know, because you know how to combat it and what to do about it. Yeah, exactly. Because I had these symptoms back when I was 16. So I was starting to have irregular periods. when I was 16 but I never I never switched on because I had periods coming in every month just like every woman has their period but every month it was slightly going it was a bit later a little bit later but then I thought oh it just it's just it's just part of life I'm, I'm sure it would just sort itself out I guess you know when you're 16 it just oh whatever and then things got worse <laughs> and it got a little bit worse <laughs> Um, to the point where I was then, sorry, I'm going to go a little bit, bit, I'm not going to be PG right now. <laughs> this is not a uh, show that's You know, I can't be, no, that's a good thing, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, like I kept bleeding for about two, three months solid. And due to that, I actually became anemic because I was losing, losing so much blood um, when I was having my period. And it just never stopped. It never stopped for three months. I would have, once it, like three months came by, I would stop for a good two weeks. And then I came right back on. And it was just like, what is going on? Like, this is unnormal. You don't have periods for three months. Like, that's stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt, what, what the hell was wrong with me? So I had a couple of tests. Explain to me the process. Like, how did you get diagnosed? So I went to my local GP just because that's the only way <laughs> you can actually, you know, get an appointment of some sort. And I, I basically explained to my GP, I was like, I'm getting long ass periods. I have horrible cramps. I cannot function. You need to sort me out because I don't know. But when I have a period, I hate having them in all honesty, yeah. because there's such a waste of life in a sense of if you go out, if you want to do this and then you're constantly like, Oh, I need to go to the toilet. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do like, do you know what I mean? It's horrible. I don't yeah. like, it's so awkward. I hate it. Um, so I, I basically went to my GP and said it affects my life and it affects the fact that I'm anemic. And like at work, I used to faint a lot because my, because I just didn't have enough. Yeah. I just didn't have enough white blood cells, like, you know, or oh whatever God. it is. Like I didn't have enough of them. So I'd faint at work if I'm overheated. Um, there's certain things I can't do um, because it's not nice. I looked really pale at one point in my, I looked ill when I'm not ill because I'm because <laughs> I'm not but yeah it was a really horrible time and I, I went to my GP I've done everything that I need to do you need to like try and fix this and this is when they straight away went uh, and got me an appointment with a gynecologist and I got a scan and then I got a scan on my ovaries and just to see what's going on and basically that's when they said that oh one of your ovaries looks a little bit abnormal than the other and you have like little cysts like like what you said those little cysts and it looks a bit odd but it's really weird they, because they make you do an echo so they found out through an echo yeah that's what type of an echo was it like was it the one that they do it on the stomach or was it the one that they put it inside which one did they do so i was meant to have the one inside however for some reason they just couldn't do it i don't know why so then i had it on my stomach mm-hmm and that's how they found out basically but it's really weird because when the results came through it didn't necessarily said i had pos but from what the gynecologist said when she was scanning me and also the symptoms they were like well this kind of correlates so you definitely have something like that all my blood exams like you know they they test you with everything with the blood samples yeah um all it all came positive like I was fine like I was you know a normal person so they were like oh right okay well then and and they were asking me like questions like oh did you have facial hair do you have this do you have that do you do you experience this and I said no I don't have any of these things I just have constant bleeding that's all I have <laughs> um and they were like oh my goodness okay and then they gave me these set of pills and I do not take them <laughs> because they're horrendous and they're so bad for you yeah so I think we started off on the similar path, yeah. except for me, it was radical different because I had a lot of other symptoms. So like a lot of people who have PCOS, I always say PCOS is a complete 
lottery of symptoms. Like 100%. No PCOS is the same. I had a girl who was a friend of mine who said, oh, my friend has PCOS and she's not acting the way you are. And I'm like, yeah, that's because every single patient of PCOS is different and you cannot compare them. In my language, we say it's like comparing grandmothers and frogs because it rhymes. (laughs) I love that saying. I love that. (laughs) But no, it's so true. You can't compare your symptoms to other women's or experiences yeah. because everyone is different everyone like your your background is different your heritage you know it all comes from your genes your genes definitely exactly. they're very different and you you cannot compare them like me no. and you for example like when we were talking we we're like okay like this is the only thing that's similar and this like all all the differences exactly yeah. like it's, it's me, so different, but it's so the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah, it definitely started with irregular periods. And the longest time I've been without a period is 80 days. Oh my God, that's a very long... Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know if you know this, but this is from a medical point of view. And this is what a friend of mine who studies medicine told me. But every single okay, day yeah, yeah. that your period is missing, your body is prepared for you to have a period and it just won't happen. But you have all the symptoms as if you had a period. That's why you easily gain weight. That's why you can't control wow. your emotions. You're basically like a pregnant lady for 80 days, basically, till you get your period. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. So that's yeah. that's so crazy. The fact that the fact that I've been dry for three months. That cliche. <laughs> okay, but don't don't say you're dry for for three months because I think people are gonna think of something else. Yeah, let's not say that. Let's not say that. <laughs> My God, could you imagine? <laughs> I kinda can, but I'm not really ready. <laughs> no, let's that. not. Let's not. <laughs> no, let's not. So yeah, it started with definitely with irregular periods. Um, for me, definitely it started with having facial hair. I have had a beard since I was 13, and at first I waxed it. Um, but then I start shaving it because other methods came along, and I'm going to talk about that definitely later. Of course. I was too young to have the one that was inside of me. So they did an echo and they were like, so this is the interesting thing. I got diagnosed technically when I was 13. However, they saw the cysts when I was around 16 and 17. Honestly, I don't think I did anything for those four years. I was, because they were like, okay, we're not really sure if it is. We're thinking that it is. We're kind of treating you as it is because it is so hard to diagnose PCOS there is so little scientific research on it, especially in America. They don't really take up their time to research PCOS, which is super sad. Yeah, no, 100%. Because if they did have research, so it can make life so much easier for us women that do have it, because then there are ways that we can, you know, help ourselves. But this, with, with these things, you kind of got to wing it and research about it on online and kind of just make your assumptions and your recommendations yourselves and you know talk to other women about it and see what they did maybe try what they done and go from there and it's it's just horrendous to be honest with you 
Yeah. And like, it's not like winging a podcast, like we're winging this podcast, but it's not the same as winging something that just causes so much change in your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And so, yeah, I had the echo. And then like when I went to Slovenia, that's when probably they started treating me more seriously. And of course, as probably 99%, this is not a statistic. This is something that I made up from my head. But actually, every single woman that I talk to that has PCOS, the first thing that we talk about is contraception. Like every single woman that I know has had contraception for PCOS, which is so bad, not only for women who have PCOS, but especially for women who don't, who are completely healthy and they take contraceptive pills as in a way like condoms do for sex. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you just definitely. have to stop taking that. I completely agree. Like, I'm one of these people where if I don't need to take something, I'm not going to take it. And when this la- when my gynecologist told me that you need to take this pill, this pill, and this pill, which is a contraception pill, an estrogen pill, and something else as well. I'm on iron tablets, and that's the only thing I have because obviously I'm anemic. Duh. But any other tablet, I was just like, no way am I going to put that in my system whatsoever like i've been taking some estrogen um tablets to help me stop my period so that i wasn't constantly bleeding and from the result of that i've stopped bleeding but now i don't have a period so that's compromised my whole entire system which is just like what the hell so now i've not bothered taking them because it affects your body like tablets affect them and the contraception pill definitely affects you your system your moods it changes you as a person it's horrible i don't i I don't like it at all so like let me take you on a little journey called my journey with contraceptive pills please tell me First of all, they gave me contraceptive pills that were called Tiande, which I actually found out that they are actually forbidden and banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, wow. Because they caused death. That's crazy. And they gave that to you. Oh my God, no way. Exactly. That's crazy, no way. Get this. When I started taking those pills, they were so strong that if I missed one pill, I would have really huge headaches. I can 100% imagine that. Horrendous. I can't believe they gave you that. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Not only that, I am a woman who's, you know, on the bigger side. I believe that PCOS has a lot to do with it, but I am not going to find excuses for myself because I (laughs) I haven't really been working out a lot so in my life so don't lie Sophia I've seen you on your Instagram I see you working out <laughs> don't lie Fine, to me I work out it's all PCOS's fault <laughs> and I am a person who doesn't eat a lot like honestly I don't really have a big appetite I really don't girl I cannot finish a pizza by myself no, me neither. No, I can only have like four slices and then I'll leave it till the next day because I like cold pizza. <laughs> what kind of a monster are you? Oh my God, do you not know? Oh my God, in the UK, cold pizza is a thing. We love cold pizza. 
Yeah, that's why it's raining in England all the time. If I were God and people like cold pizza, I would like give them rain all the time as well. Honest to God, it's such a bomb. It's so good. Like, especially for breakfast, like cold pizza for breakfast. Oh, so delicious. I am cringing. I am dead. No, no, don't cringe. No, no, let's get back to PCOS. No. <laughs> I refuse to accept a reality where people like cold pizza. No. <laughs> get this when i was on those pills i could eat a whole pizza and a full chocolate box <clears throat> in one sitting karina that's crazy exactly Dude. of course i gained 15 kilos like what do you expect well, no, i don't expect you're gonna happen yeah that's gonna happen yeah crazy and of course at the end there is the mental part of it because PCOS, I don't know if a lot of people know, but PCOS is super connected to anxiety and depression. Like literally it causes changes in the chemicals in your brain. This is scientific research. This is not me making up stuff. I'm going to link yeah, yeah, all no, the data definitely. below. Shit is real. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. No, it's very true. Like PCOS can really affect you mentally and how how you you know deal with certain situations and you know how you are with just people in general like it's a massive mood swing so yeah no i completely agree on that so as i mentioned there are actually two types of pcos and there are four subtypes yeah (laughs) yeah so there are four subtypes in pcos and two of them, of course, are androgen-based, and I think two of them are based on insulin resistance, mostly. And yeah. they're all very different. Honestly, by reading the data, I am not even sure which subtype I have, but I know that mine is caused by androgens because actually just recently, back in Slovenia, I did blood work, especially for testosterone, only that, and it cost 14 euros, like kill me for a student, that is just way too much. But I have to prioritize my health. Absolutely. It's very important. Yeah. Like in Macedonia, we say you can't put a price in health. You really oh no we're exactly the same yeah no in our household health is what brings the money health is what brings you know loads of other things into the household without no health there is nothing you know yeah definitely so i am completely sure that i have the testosterone and like i knew because in macedonia they did a test of all hormones just to see all eight hormones okay and everything was just beautiful in my body except the testosterone when we did it, I was a kid. As I said, like I got diagnosed at the age of 13. Like they never actually told me the results. Sure. And my parents were like, oh, your testosterone is just a little bit higher than it's supposed to be. Especially because my mom is a biochemist. And, you know, when she sees lab results because she's supposed to work in a lab, she yeah, understands absolutely. them and not like a regular person. Like she really understands the values. Yeah, absolutely. But um, then, Sophia, just a quick question. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, um, when you were diagnosed at 13, do you think that, you know, doctors or whoever was just examining you, do you think they just didn't take your case further because you were so young? And then they were like, oh, well, we don't know if you have this, but it looks like you do from a very young age. And then when you were, you know, 16 and 17 and you had your echo and then 
they saw that you had those cysts in your ovaries and stuff is that when they thought oh okay the shit is real like you actually do have something and it can be quite serious so do you think that they just didn't take that further because of that that is actually such a great question I think yes. My answer would be yes, because when girls are at that age, we all know that periods need a longer time to stabilize and, you know, like teenage hormones and all of that. Because as well, I was very aggressive as a kid. I mean, I'm still very aggressive. I still hit people when they piss me off, honestly. That's natural. (laughs) We love that. I mean, it's not that natural to hit people the much as I as much as I do. But but being as a kid, they were like, okay, she's a kid. Like, let's see what's going to happen. Sure. But I feel like Macedonian doctors and Slovenian doctors are very different because yeah. in Slovenia, I'm not offending the Slovenian system, although it is kind of known for negligence to their okay. patients like yeah. but that's because they have way too many patients and i am i am really aware of that but in macedonia my doctor when they actually gave me contraceptive pills he told me not to take them more than 2 years okay okay in slovenia on the other hand they actually made me take them forever wow literally that's crazy that's so crazy and and this is and this is exactly why it's so important for you to you know share that with us because it's so diverse how one doctor in in macedonia says one thing and then one in slovenia says another and it's just like well hold on a minute i'm diagnosed you're telling me i have you know pcos and you know great cool and then you're telling me two different things two different exactly like it's so confusing like it just it, it's just stupid you know it's like this is why we should have more research into pcos and more technology going into this stuff because it's things like that that can really affect you as a woman and many other things as well and, and it's common like exactly every every 10th woman like one in 10 women have it exactly it's so so common it's so common hello <laughs> like what are you meant to do <laughs> hello, and they didn't do any research yeah well, researchers hello <laughs> like i definitely volunteer to be a test subject i'm not kidding yes. i am just so sick of this thing controlling my life man like yeah, it controls no. it defines me so much like exactly. i'm the girl with pcos i'm the girl who has a beard and it might have a lot to do with how i perceive myself because honestly i perceive myself that way but sure yeah yeah, yeah. how nice it would be if i didn't have a beard no i completely i completely feel you i mean i don't have one myself but i feel you in a sense of as a woman you thinking hold on a minute why do i have a beard do you know what i mean like hello (laughs) exactly the worst thing that has happened to me given pcos was the fact that this is the story that i was keeping on by the way yes please please please, please. sorry (laughs) so i dated this guy and we met on tinder and we were actually dating so like we were dating a month and then i went on a work and travel in america sure sure yeah and then like when i came back he was supposed to pick me up on the airport And because the last two weeks, you know, it's work and travel, I traveled (laughs) and I didn't really have access to a shower and, you know, just getting pretty and putting on makeup and everything. So I look, I look like completely bare faced, no makeup, nothing. 
basically a bare-faced Betty. A bare-faced Betty. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, this guy has seen me without makeup, yeah. but he has never seen me with a beard because, like, I always, like, you know, took care of it every single time before we met because I knew the exact moment we are going to meet. But exactly. yeah, honestly, yeah. I get, like, so, so sick that I need to take care of this all the time like sometimes I actually forget I have a beard because like it's not that every single day I am holding a mirror 24 7 in front of my face and I know that I have a beard and that thing yeah like it grows man it grows so fast I shave every single fucking day oh my god oh no damn that's horrendous I know I bless you so this guy picks me up on the airport. Before, like, when we were texting, he's like, oh, like, get pretty for me when I see you in the airport. And I'm like, I don't have access to shower or any facilities for 24 hours because I've been on three flights and I don't even know how many different time zones. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. The audacity. Why is he telling you, oh, make sure you look oh, pretty no, before it I worse. see you. Oh, it my gets God. Way worse. I'm already getting angry over that. <laughs> You're going to get even angrier. Trust me. No. So we go back to my apartment. He barely hugs me. And he's like, when we get home, you need to take a shower. You stink. Right. Brilliant. Thank you. I've been on like a, I've been on free flights and it's been 24 hours. Great. Thank you so much. And that's like the second thing he says to me. He doesn't even say how nice it is to see me after four months, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, hey, oh my God, it's so nice to see you again. Like, I can't wait to hang out. Like, let's chill. Let's do whatever. Like, no. He's like, oh, you stink. Go have a shower. How rude. It gets even worse. We go to my apartment. And again, PCOS makes me have very, very high stamina. This is something that I don't really mention with my PCOS, only my closest people know. But I feel it's important to mention it on air for women who are combating PCOS. And because there's a lot of us who have a high, uh, high stamina as well. But normally, PCOS is related to extremely low stamina, a.k.a. Yeah. women really don't want to have sex. Yeah. For me, it's the opposite. Basically. <laughs> like... I want to do it all the time. And like, I'm a teensy bit ashamed to say this, but there is is nothing I can do about this. Technically, like to make it lower, except fixing all of my hormones, which is fun because sex fixes my hormones. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Like it's a a remedy. It just regulates everything. Like, bada bim, bada boom. Everything is fucking great after sex. Literally. I feel you. No, I feel you. I feel you in that level. I do feel you. And and it doesn't even have to be an orgasm. Like, yeah, sure, I have like 10 of those, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. And so, like, to connect this back to the story, I really wanted, you know, to have sex with him. I just got back after four months. I missed him. We were together. And he's like, no, go take a shower. And shave. <gasps> no. And, yeah. And he's like, I'm not touching you until you do that. Eh, sorry. Excuse me. I got so angry that Please I kicked him out. Please tell me you kicked out. him out. Oh yes. my God, yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad 
that you did. I respect myself enough to know that I am not just a beard, that I'm a person. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's ridiculous. The fact that he was like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna have, you know, some sexual being or whatever because you have a beard. That's just rude. So what if you have a beard? Embrace it. What the hell? That's so rude. I think that's so inconsiderate. That's disgusting. Yeah, that so, was so that was so bad. Like that was that's that so was shallow. Story. That but, is so shallow. I mean, there are some good things about at least by my PCOS. I get amazing hair. Love I have it. Amazing nails. Yes, queen. And I have a stamina that every guy wants. I mean, of course, after a month, they're like, okay, I cannot keep up with you. You are the most demanding <laughs> woman I've ever met. <laughs> For the first month, they, they like it. Imagine if I didn't have any stamina at all. A lot of women combat that, especially women with PCOS in a lot of support groups. They're like, dude, how do I make my stamina larger or greater because like my husband wants yes. to sleep with me and I can't and as actually it's a cause for a lot of problems in relationships. So I'm happy. <laughs> I don't want to sleep got the- with you all the time, but at least I'm happy. <laughs> so we have the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> exactly. I mean yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't really necessarily have any positives or negatives. It's something that I, as you said, like, I'm newly into this world of PCOS. Like, I, I have a lot more to discover and kind of, you know, what affects me at the moment and stuff like that. Nest- I'm there like, for you. At the minute, yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm there the for minute, you. I can be your PCOS Wikipedia for all the things. I give you all the support groups and everything like don't worry about it like we got you oh thank you yes yes the thing is this is the thing like because I'm so newly like about it and with me it's very hereditary so it's between like my my aunties had it my cousins had it and stuff like that so obviously at the time I wouldn't have known that until now and then when I was discussing it with my family they were like "Oh, oh I had that oh I had COS and I had this and I had that and I was like oh really wow why did like why didn't you say anything before? And you know when I was talking to my manager about it and my lead singer about it, it was it was just such a natural thing and it was just so nice and I learned like bits and pieces about what it is and what I can do to help myself. In what that was sense. the most important thing that you learned, for example? That it is okay to have it. You know, it's we've been repeating it. It's a common thing within women, and it's okay to have it. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel there is always going to be like different remedies, like different things. Obviously not everything works for every single woman. As we say, like everyone's symptoms are different. So every single method is going to be different. And some people are going to, you know, gain it and it's going to be amazing. And then some people are just going to be like, nah, it doesn't work. And it is what it is. And I think it's very, and I think what, what we're trying to say is even if you have PCOS, be very open to try out different things try out different diets try out many things you know and oh yeah and be okay with it and and it's a very much a coping mechanism obviously we all have our worries you know some are worse than others but it's something that we can help each other as women and kind of go for for sure we can we can support each other and not just women who have pcos like there are so many things 
that happen only to women's bodies because women's bodies are just a teensy bit more complicated than guys. And we definitely, PCOS or no PCOS, we need to support women. Absolutely. What are the things that have helped you out the most? Like, I know you're pretty new, but is there something that has already worked out for you? Obviously, I've always been a, a bigger girl. I'm always a curvy girl. So working out has been a massive thing for me. You know, um, I was discussing with Sophia earlier about like my weight loss. And from September last year, where I started to my, when I was doing my graduation, I lost a lot of weight. I lost a lot of weight and I kept maintaining it by December. But obviously in December, it's Christmas time. So we all eat and, uh, you know, life goes on. <laughs> how, much, how much exactly did you lose and what was the time period? Yes. Yeah, so my graduation was in, was in November, November the 14th, I believe. And then I started my process on the 31st of August. So it was just in that time period, I lost, I think I lost, do you know that what? I'm not 100%. That is three months, Karina. Yeah. That is crazy. three months, girl. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally pain and sweat and having my PT like constantly there. And because I, I said to my PT that my goals in everything is I don't necessarily want to be skinny. That's not me because if I am skinny, it wouldn't look right. It's not a thing. That's but, what a lot of people said to me too. Like you don't have the body and the figure to look skinny. You can be slim, but not skinny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want to be slim. I don't want to be skinny. Like, no, it's not for me. It doesn't look right on me because I, I have a lot of curves and I want to show them. I, I have a big booty. Absolutely. I want to I show that big booty. Um, yes. So, exactly. So, I, I kind of said to my PT, I was like, I want to fit in because I bought my graduation outfit um, back in <laughs> May that year, last year. And it was actually too small. I purposely bought it too small for me. And I thought, I need to get in that size, whether I like it or not. <laughs> I was like, I need to push myself to get in that size. Wow. Um, and yeah, I did. I, had, I got my PT with me. I went to the gym. And do you know what? Going to the gym made, made such an incredible difference for me physically even me having pcos like it was incredible i felt so much better so i felt so much healthier and yeah like my my system started working kind of like regularly and it was just nice to kind of feel so human again which was quite nice i lost a lot of weight i, I as i say i can't remember how much i lost but i definitely lost two dress sizes for sure because yeah, I definitely lost yeah, two dress sizes. I actually saw the photos of Karina and like ladies and gentlemen, Karina <laughs> looks incredible. Like honestly, I I have no words. I have never been that patient for to work out constantly with three months. But I guess it has a lot to do that you were working with a personal trainer. If I worked yeah. with a personal trainer, I, I believe that I would have something like go now do this now and if i had a personal trainer not only he would push me because usually when you push me in workouts i achieve the maximum that my body can and i don't give up Absolutely. i might throw up after a workout which yes. has happened <laughs> yes same <laughs> which has happened a lot of times but i'm not like if i have to do 10 reps i am going to do 10 reps and the end of the world might might happen yeah, but i absolutely. am super proud of you Honestly. Oh, 
Thank you. I know, honestly, it was it was such a, an amazing achievement. And then when I wore my graduation outfit in November, I just looked so fly. I was like, oh, I look so good. I feel so good. And then I can I, I continued it like till December. And then obviously Christmas happened. I c- was eating, but then I was working out. So I just kind of stayed the same weight. And then, yeah, I kind of continued it up until COVID-19. And then I became really lazy and I just couldn't because obviously all the gym shirts. So I was like, um, how am I meant to work out? And I'm one of these people mentally that I need to go to, I need to go to somewhere else to work out. I need to go to a space to work out. I can't work out at home because my parents look at me and it's weird and I don't like it. And then I don't really like to work out in the garden because the neighbors get to see you and they're like, oh my God, what is she doing? Like, no. <laughs> it's just crazy honestly all the people in the uk are just bit are just weird they just like they like to peep in people's windows and see what people are doing and it's just weird i just no i'm just not into that unfortunately so yeah and then i became really lazy and now i'm the way i am today so now that the you know now that the gyms are open i need to get on it and then i need to go back to that beautiful size that i was back in november but yeah when are you going back to the gym I should be going back to the gym in next week, actually. I'm a little bit busy this week. So I was like, uh, should I just, it's, it's, it's already Tuesday. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to start midweek. <laughs> actually, actually, I think research proves that starting, um, starting a workout on a Tuesday is with the highest retention rate. As in, if you start on a Tuesday, you're going to work out the most and keep your routine. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's actually something quite interesting. You learn something every day. I didn't know that. Wow. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I could, I could stay on time. I could start next Tuesday. <laughs> to be fair, I have a couple of mates that um, want to train me. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to totally let you train me. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. I have like, I have friends that, you know, we, we kind of have the kind of the same issues and, um you know he's always wanted to be fit and stuff like that so I was like and he is a very fit guy and yeah he's he's Send into like bodybuilding yes I will do I will do is he, is he hot <laughs> he is you know he's very good looking he's quite good looking yeah I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I mean, if you want to go there, I can send you. <laughs> I, I mean, can slide I, you into his DMs. I do need a personal trainer, especially if someone. That's what. That's what I wanted to ask you as well. Like, does your personal trainer know and is aware of your PCOS? Like, is that program tailored in a way to PCOS? Yeah, definitely. So, I have. I've had two PTs. I had two women. I had a lady called Georgia, and she moved. She actually moved. Um, in October last year to France to train an athlete so she then couldn't do my PT sessions Uh, but then I then got to another lady called Elise and she's my PT my current PT and yeah she knows about my PCOS and we kind of train certain a certain way so that it doesn't affect me as much I'm not a massive running person it's not for me I don't like it I know. I just, I hate running. I'm sorry. You're so opposite. I love running. I love cardio. Like, just give me, I hate strength training. Like, if I have to do dumbbells. Oh, I love strength. Oh, I love strength training. Yeah, that's me. I'm there in the weights. I love the weights. I love doing, I love cardio in the sense of like squatting 
and like you know doing other and it's part of it it's part of it (laughs) no joking but yeah no strength strength training is my forte i love that i don't like cardio that can just i really love how how opposite we are and how well we complement each other in this i know i love it freaking love it definitely Um, I also had like a question. So I know that like Instagram kind of popularized and made a business for a lot of people who do training, but did that actually lower the costs or make them higher? And how affordable is it to have a personal trainer in today's life? Because for example, I've never had a personal trainer, nor I know anyone from Slovenia or Macedonia that has a personal trainer. The only person that I do know is my roommate who sure. lives lives here with me in Portugal and she said it's 10 euros per training so how okay. are the rates in in UK and how are the rates with yours so because I'm part of a gym called pure gym in the UK you get personal trainers within that gym so then you select the trainers that you you'd like to kind of have a PT session with and you have men and women which is great and you and you decide which PT you want now with PT sessions it's all personal gain it's not actually anything with the company itself so it depends on the PT itself of what rates they want to you know charge you and how they want to go about it most of the PTs that I know that I've experienced myself and just PTs that I know in general because I know people that have done that um they do it through bundles they don't do it per class so they'll say like 10 bundles so 10 classes is a certain amount um and that's how they do it really and so that obviously at the end of the day because if it, if it is per week that you're doing a lesson um that and and for example you cancel on a lesson they don't get paid because you're paying for that just that one lesson if that makes sense whereas you do a bundle you have to pay them in advance and, and you, you have to go to ten. those trainings and not you have to go to the trainings you have to do them because you've paid for them so you need to go which is very smart and i completely agree with that yeah definitely but um yeah that's pretty much how it is now it depends on how the qualifications you are as a pt um if you're if you're if you've just come out of uh university and you did like an apprenticeship or an apprenticeship as such it depends my first pt it only cost me how much did it cost me about 500 pound in for the whole for the whole lot so i had 10 classes plus another lot so yeah no it's quite expensive but you have to translate for me in euros oh so 500 pound in euros would be about probably 650 euros 65 i'm guessing no like 650 euros or maybe a little bit less or maybe i'm over exaggerating it but yeah it's roughly around that yeah yeah it's a lot of money <laughs> it's awful i think i just had a heart attack <laughs> yeah no doubt like it's it's expensive being a pt is it's so expensive i mean but, it's, but money. it's personal it's personalized and it's branding and yeah i know and there it's, are the costs yeah, absolutely and and it's not just that like your personal trainer will set up like a meal plan for you and then you have to stick to that meal plan for you and um obviously personalized training and like but that's, certain... that's my problem with personal trainers but again this is from my experience and from things that i heard like there are so many personal trainers that focus either on weight loss or weight gain and yeah with pcos it's not that easy because 
PCOS is super related to insulin resistance to a certain degree, which sure. means controlling yeah. your sugar levels, which yeah. means you have to eat basically every hour. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. when you have, when he does a meal plan, he does, you know, like three meals and they're mostly based on protein. Yeah. And that doesn't work for me or in my body. Like that is just terrible for me because as a PCOS that has a lot of testosterone, I build muscle so fast. Like if I train sure, yeah, yeah. regularly, I can have the definition of a good body in like what, maybe two months. That's insane. Yeah. Never That's in my incredible. life have I had a butt till I started doing squats. <laughs> and we're talking yeah. 10 squats per day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a tiny butt by the end of the month. Wow, that's crazy. That's so crazy, yeah. See, in that respect, like, I'm the complete opposite. Like, I have an ass, lol, but <laughs> I want to make it peachier and rounder. <laughs> what? Yeah, literally, squats is my best friend. I absolutely love squats. But, um, yeah, no, I'm the complete opposite. I'm, I, I very much... I'm a protein eater. Like I'll eat mostly protein. Actually, I don't really eat but that's, much. That's because we're both anemic. Like I've never been a person yeah. who loves meat, and then I became really anemic, and my body just started asking for protein. And also, my blood type is zero, and zero have a higher demand for protein okay. because it has a special enzyme that actually um, dissolves protein a lot faster than other types, aka you want more, a lot more protein all the sure. time. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So I, I must admit, like, some of my diet is mostly <laughs> um, protein stuff, yeah. How does your diet even look like? Uh, I'm be so usually I'll have, like, breakfast in the morning. It depends what I have, really. It's but sometimes it's mostly like porridge and then your banana and then honey and stuff like that. I actually changed my milk due to um, PCOS um, scientifically proven. My, my cousin is also a, um, what is she? She's a doctor as well. I can't stand, I don't know what doctor she is, but <laughs> she um, turned around and said, almond milk is so, so good yeah. for you if you have because, PCOS. Because it yeah. doesn't have lactose. Because it doesn't exactly. have lactose. Lactose, for me, I, as a kid, I drank milk like water. Yeah, I, same. And then I went to university. Maybe it's because I changed to a very different country, in a way very far from my own. But I would just get like a little balloon. I would get so gassy that yeah. I can no longer drink milk at all. So I switched to almond milk. And as a person who hated coconuts, I love coconut milk. I just tried it here in Portugal and it is amazing. See, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. So obviously I used to drink, you know, normal milk as you do, like, you know, as everyone does. Then when I went to university, I tried soya milk just because it was just so much cheaper. and It, was it is so very bad for PCOS. It is. is yes, I discovered that. definitely that. needs to be avoided. Yeah, hundred percent. I discovered that um, you, because my uh, my cousin was like, "What what do you drink?" And I was like, "In your teas and stuff." And she was like, "I I have soy," 
and she was like oh my god stay off of that like change that milk like no and i was like oh my god what am i doing so then i changed to armor milk and my god has it changed it's changed how i you know it's definitely changed my my immune system and my stuff and it to be honest with you it tastes exactly the same if i put it in tea or i put it in hot chocolate or anything it just tastes the same like i don't see the difference to be honest with you um so um yeah I have that. So that's obviously mostly protein based with your banana and your oats. So that's pretty much protein. Then I'll have a snack. I'll have like a protein bar like in between before lunch. Then lunch is usually just a massive, just meat, egg, whatever. Like it's, it's usually meat, egg, and then something else. And again, very protein based again, like it is what it is. <laughs> Another snack. Not necessarily protein. It just might probably be a banana again, or just I'm I love bananas. That's like my yeah. life. I love they bananas. Are, uh, they are my number one resource for sugar, except for honey. Yeah, and yeah, I really love peanut butter, man. <gasps> I love peanut butter, but yes. it has to be hundred percent pure peanut butter. I agree. I agree. So for you, me, yeah, I so I've tried a lot of things regarding my diet because i wasn't super huge on meat and of course i can't say like meat is murdered that that drastically however i do believe that it has a lot to do with climate change it has a lot to do with the uh, animals yeah, being brutally murdered yeah absolutely i believe in that i really really do and i tried a plant-based diet and that made me even more anemic. Really? Wow. That's that's crazy because actually when I was talking to my cousin and like even other people about diets and stuff, they, they actually recommended people to go plant-based or vegan because you have most of, you know, your nutrients from that and that can actually help. So that's incredible how that it made you more anemic. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, talking to a lot of experienced and well-researched vegetarians and vegans, especially yeah. in Slovenia, I do realize that I wasn't not putting enough plant protein in my body, which is basically legumes as far as I know. Yes, yes, yes. And that might have been the cause. But honestly, Potentially, yeah. as much as it's bad, I feel so much better eating meat. And nowadays I eat meat almost every day. Another thing that I wanted to tell you about what really worked for me, and especially with dealing PCOS and even weight loss, was eating a lot more fat. Yes. Fat, yes. But we're talking healthy fats. Like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fell in love with avocado and peanut butter. <gasps> I love avocado. Yes. I completely agree. Like yeah. avocado toast. It may be the, the most hipster thing in the world, but it was definitely so good yeah no i completely agree avocado is my life like anything avocado just any just anything in 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 those in those nutrients that you need i completely agree like it so helps it's so good for you and when i when i base my diet because for me basing it on protein is really hard honestly sure i've done so many meal plans by myself and with helps of friends as well to do like a protein diet but i don't know i just don't like it and the thing about me is even if i eat healthy i cannot and i i really want to make this clear i cannot eat things that i don't like yeah no i completely agree with you yeah no definitely however i found out that a lot of unhealthy things 
can be made very healthy very easily and have the not exact same type of taste but something close to it which is enough exactly it's just an alternative basically to to what you want and although it's not exactly as you say it tastes exactly the same it's still something that you can still have but it's so much healthier and just so much better for you in with um pcos and uh, and many other factors as well so i think yeah it's a great alternative i mean um it's very interesting because like talking about food um so in a lot of pcos groups there are a lot of so-called experts or even experts like there are people who actually did degrees in pcos because a lot of women struggle especially with children and fertility yeah a lot of a lot of women struggle with that honestly so many women struggle with that absolutely and there was this one called kim campbell i am definitely going to link it in in this episode yes Um, who does meal plans and does PCOS challenges. Actually, for everyone who's listening, the new challenge is going to start on the 21st. And as someone who's combating PCOS, I do recommend trying it because being on that diet made my period come exactly on time, which has never happened. Yeah. Not even on therapy, not even being on contraceptive pills, not being on the therapy that I am now. It has never happened. And the therapy that I'm being now is just using this Russian pads by a company called Tiande. Again, this is not sponsored. However, this has helped me so much that I would give this information for free to everyone. It is pretty expensive. For me, the whole program for three months, I think it costs around 200 euros, which you know, for our standards, it's very, it's very high, but I have a period every single month. And as I mentioned before, I didn't have a period for 80 days. That's insane. Yeah. And I went crazy those 80 days. I can imagine. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you probably did too. Like you, you're still missing your period right now, right? I am. Yep. No, I'm, I'm, I still don't have a period since May. So I'm just waiting, basically, <laughs> which is horrible. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where it, it's hard because you're, you, you're trying to change your diet. You're trying to do so many things to change it so that, you know, you sort of have like a light and like a light bulb situation and, and then things start to maneuver in your body. But yeah, it just doesn't seem to happen. So I think so many recommendations that you're saying Sophia are just fantastic and I can't wait to sure. you know help with my with my stuff and hopefully I can get back on track <laughs> for sure for sure like I I honestly believe that you don't have it um very badly as much as no. you can I really believe that you're one of the lighter cases of PCOS by the way there is a lean PCOS like there are people who are thin but still have PCOS yeah no completely agree because usually especially in america there's like this image that women with pcos are just women who are fat and And it's not true it's not true it's not like there are a lot of lean beautiful women that have pcos yeah my my manager is one of them like she she's a very slim lady and um she's great she looks normal on the outside but unfortunately on the inside it's not so normal yeah but it is normal because it's common. 
So yeah, the one thing would be the diet. Um, the second thing would be the pads. Um, if anyone's interested, please, please, no matter whether we know each other or not, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm going to let my handle down below. I am going to send you all the links that you need. I'm also putting them in this episode. I am open to talk to you about PCOS at any time, be it day, be it night. Yes. I am there for you because the struggle is so, so, so real. And it's such a heavy journey for Absolutely. all women who have PCOS that I really just want to help women. Yes, 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 yes. And so the second thing is the pads. The third thing that everyone tells me that it's working, but I am still expecting the results is spearmint tea. Okay. However, I am not really sure if this is a good fit for you, given that spearmint tea is mostly connected to androgens, aka testosterone in this case. Right, okay. So the job yeah. of spearmint basically is to lower testosterone. However, it's tea like yeah tea is tea i'm sure it's good yeah <laughs> there, there are no side effects to drinking tea it's completely no exactly in it. so you might exactly. as well try it it's spearmint tea and everyone said in the support group that it takes around 90 days to see results by tea i thought that by day 40 which is actually tomorrow i would have results but but how's it going there are no changes honestly and I was disappointed and I was sad because I cannot wait for the day that I'm not going to have a beard. Yes. Oh my but God, that yes. day is still not coming. But, but it will be. But it will be. Oh, thank you for giving me hope. Yes. That is so sweet. Thank That's you. what we're here to do. Support each other. Yes, definitely. And for all the women, just listen to Karina's or even my advice and don't give up. I'm, I'm sure as hell won't. Because it's tea. No, definitely not. No. And I like the taste. It, it tastes like mint. It's nice. Exactly. I bet it makes your breath smell nice. So <laughs> we're not, we're not. Hey, I haven't kissed anyone in a while, so I have no idea how my breath is. <laughs> I love that. But it smells like mint, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> mint, yeah. <laughs> but a lot, of, uh, a lot of women said that if you take spearmint, pills the results are going to be as twice as fast okay so i just ordered spearmint pills by swanson i'm also gonna link them down below for everyone who might want to try them out and see what they happen yeah and finally the one thing that definitely helped me but that's with me being hairy is Philips Lumea and a lot of people have been asking me about its effects because Philips Lumea it is a pretty expensive thing it cost around 500 euros when in its height of its popularity and if, if it's marketing wow and a lot of people did sponsored blog posts but you know with sponsored blog posts you're kind of inclined and a little bit under pressure to I mean, say your actual opinion, but it's sponsored. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's not it's a bit. <laughs> Although, if I sign up for a sponsorship ever in my life, when we do the contract, I'm gonna be like, man, I'm gonna be like completely hundred fucking percent honest. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Honesty is the, is a great policy. So yeah. I mean, honest with what you have. Honestly, a lot of bloggers stick to that policy because everyone who works in marketing, including myself, knows that if you lie in marketing, you're not going to get far. 
Okay. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. Yeah. And it definitely, like, Philips Lumia showed amazing results on my legs. I've been using amazing. it for one year and I am either basically hairless for four or five days, which when I, I was a kid, I shaved two times per day. And in summer, I wouldn't go at the beach. I was so ashamed. Wow, that's crazy. Of, like, you know how women are obsessed with their weight because of media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with my hairy legs. Wow. Yeah. And the different size of my boobs, because that is technically also related to PCOS, although I don't really quite understand how. Yeah, no, that's a bit weird. I don't know why that... Oh, that's a bit weird. I've never heard of that one, but yeah, wow. Yeah. But honestly, I can nowadays say I am almost hairless for someone with that high of a level of testosterone because my testosterone is twice as high as I mentioned. Yes. Being hairless for five days. That's like an achievement in itself. Like that's incredible. It is. Those were my exact words. It's an achievement. But to be honest, I haven't seen results on my face. And that's why I started shaving because with waxing, it showed a lot less. But the thing about Philips Lumia is because it's pulsating light. It works only with shaving because when you're shaving, you're just cutting the hair follicle and the hair follicle is in. And when you're waxing, you actually take off the the hair follicle and it cannot chemically by light destroy it. Sure. Yeah. For everyone wondering, it, it is a completely safe process. As I mentioned, my mom is a biochemist. So before buying it, we actually had that debate for around six months before we bought it. Incredible. And I I have basically no bad words for my hands where I've been shaving and my legs where I've been shaving for a longer time. The results have been amazing. For my face, I think that there is still time to see. And of course, I'm not going to stop using it because I'm going to do everything to just stop having a beard. I yeah, am, absolutely. I really don't like it. Like, yeah, you should normalize your body and everything, but when it's just so, so, so different, yeah, you really want it. Really feel you. Yeah, it's sad, but I, I really feel that I am defined by my own beard, and I really don't want to. Oh no, no, that's so sad. No, don't think that way. I try to, but it's just. It is so hard because this has been with me forever. And honestly, it has caused me a lot of uncomfortable conversations in dating. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Especially with Corona, most of dating is online. And online dating is like a market. You just pick out the prettiest you find. Like Tinder is based on photos and it's like, okay, I don't like this person. There's going to be another person and another person. And I don't think we focus on quality and repairing and like very deeply connecting to people. I completely agree. Yeah, no, definitely. I think Tinder is one of those things where you're like, hmm, you're nice, cool, great. No, move on. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's not a yeah. sort of thing. And yeah. it doesn't even like when you're in a couple, when you actually start dating, because I dated a guy from Tinder and even in general nowadays like people are so well connected like me and you we technically have never met but like we've been talking for like 
I don't know, four hours now or five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like we so easily connected. So imagine how much easier it is for dating in a way. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so oh, easy yeah. to meet new people. And it's so easy to move on to another person. I know that from a personal experience. I ended a so-called relationship not even a month ago, and I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, because it's so easy to do that. Yeah, because I know that if I start swiping on dating apps, I'm going to have a match that I actually like, and he likes me, and everything is going on, at least for some time. Question is, what happens when the actual problems start to arise? You're very true. That's very true. Like, this is the question. Like, what actually happens when these questions do happen? Like, what the hell? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I definitely relate that to PCOS so much because I have, like, with that guy, he knew I have PCOS. Like, he literally said to me, like, I know you have problems, but can't you just, like, handle it? No. That's just so rude. Yeah, no. No, I cannot handle handle it. It's not something that I control. No, exactly. I get really angry. Like, please support me on this. But I get not angry, but really, I don't support girls who wouldn't date guys that are shorter than them. Yeah, I feel that. Because men cannot control their height. Height is just given to them by genes by God, but I don't know, a puppet in the sky, the spaghetti monster, or whoever is there. <laughs> it's just is what it is. Like, you're just born that way. Simple as, you know exactly. what I mean? And then I think everyone has their own interests and dislikes, you know? I personally like a tall... I personally like a tall man because I am such a small person. So I How like are to... you? I'm only five foot two. Wait, that's 150... 57, I believe. Also, we're about the same height. I'm one. We're about the same... Yeah, we're very similar height. As I say, like, I'm quite small. So I'm like, I, I'd like I'd like a tree. I like to date trees because I like to climb. It's great. I love it. You like to climb? <laughs> love to climb. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Was it though? <laughs> no, there's no pun intended. <laughs> PG. We're going to keep it PG. <laughs> no, we're not. We're definitely no, we're not. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I'm a type of person that I, I do like taller guys just because that's my preference. But if you, if you're I like the same them height too. As me, I if mean, you're the same height as me, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like tall guys, but honestly, if they're a lot taller than me, if they're like 190 and above, for me, it is a problem. Really? Especially in bedroom activities. How, why'd you say that? Um, shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a bit difficult. Yeah, I can. Yeah. It is a bit difficult to do it. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't have a problem with short guys. I then again, no, there's no one that's same. shorter than me, and yeah. to a certain degree, I kind of understand. But I think that's all about um, gender equality, honestly. Definitely. If if you feel that women should have the same pay as men because they're equally smart, then you should date a guy who's shorter than you because that's just genetics. It doesn't mean he's less of a man. Actually, shorter guys have shown up to be awesome at, you know, things. Uh, Things. Uh, Glorious things. As you said, we're keeping it PG. (laughs) Love it. But no, I feel that. I feel that. No, it's so true. 
different people will surprise you in so many ways and i think Definitely. it doesn't really matter if you it doesn't matter about your height it's just as you say it's genetics it's dna it's what you're given and i think you should be grateful and whatever for what you've been given simple definitely and one of my like i've never said this on air and i'm gonna close my eyes as i say it and i'm not gonna look at anyone because it's just so difficult to say but one of my biggest fears in life is to date a guy and that he wants kids and because of pcos i cannot give them to him and he would leave me because of it that is it's a completely irrational fear but i feel it i personally really don't want kids Yeah, yeah yeah i'm exactly the same but i believe that there might be a possibility where i don't know i mature or i just meet a guy who really wants kids and i love him so much that i would give him the kids just so he could have them or something like that like yeah (laughs) no i completely agree with you on that in that respect like there is a part of me that you know those are some of my worries that you know, if we can all turn around now, like we're both the same age, we're 22, we have so, like a career ahead of us and stuff and we can be like, oh yeah, we're not planning to have kids right now, we're not planning to do a lot of things right now, whatever. But, you know, what if I do find Mr. Right in the future and then we, we gain this relationship, we gain this whatever and then he's like, cool, let's get married. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then it gets to it and then and and you turn around and that's the whole point you you know you get married you start your little establishment you're you're just about to have kids and I then need to tell my partner by the way um there's a potential um thing that I potentially won't be able to give kids you know I, I, I probably won't be able to get pregnant and it's a massive shock that's what your body's made for in a sense because when we're, we're, us women are meant to carry children that's what we're meant and to we feel less about it yeah and the fact that we we can't do that because of pcos is incredible and and it can affect so many marriages it can affect so many relationships and futures and you know your husband or your partner or whoever can just turn around and be like well if you can't give me kids then see you later and yeah. that's that's or something that I even, worry about. Even like, I'm sorry, you know, after years and years of trying and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just I can't. Like I mentally, emotionally can't because like men are allowed to feel that way and emotions as well. Like not women are not the only ones that struggle. Men struggle with women having PCOS as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, completely agree. Yeah, yeah. But, like, has it ever occurred to you that, like, for us, maybe we have, like, even lower chances as we grow up and, like, to ever feel the pressure of, like, you know, time's ticking, time to have a kid, otherwise you might never ever have it because you have PCOS. Yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously, we're both 22 now, so at the minute I'm not thinking about that, but, you know, I have heard from other people that, obviously, the older you get, the worse it is for PCOS, and, you know, that I have thought about even freezing the eggs that I have at the moment, um, and wait, and freezing them, and wait till I'm 30, so that, for example, if, if something doesn't come around, and I can have a kid, but in a different way, do you know what I mean? Like, just making sure that there's those precautions there for me in the future for me to then have one because there 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 could be a point as you say like I'm not as severe at the moment but I'm sure obviously the older we get 
the more severe I could get. You don't know. This is the thing. It's so unpredictable. It's such an unpredictable situation. So it's one of those things where you kind of have to put precautions in place so that you can have a better future. And then if you do plan to have kids, then it's something that you can do. And I think that's one of definitely one of our options is freezing my eggs at the moment and then wait until I'm older and see what happens, really. I think that's a great way. That is very nice. Honestly, I've never thought about the freezing eggs. Yeah, that's that's a, actually a conversation. When I was actually newly diagnosed, it was actually a conversation that I had with my, with my parents straight away. I was just like, well, hold on a minute. If this is going to get worse and worse each year or like, or however it's going to be, then by the time I'm 25, I need to kind of make a decision of let's freeze my eggs now so that I actually have a future for later on in life. So that I, um, I know, I know friends from family friends that have tried having children for, because they have similar, they either have PCOS or they have other, other issues, shall we say? Yes, we're going to call it issues. Yeah, they find it really hard to get pregnant and then they go through these treatments so that their eggs can be, you know, okay, just to have a child. And it's a very long, tiring process. And I think that's something that it's, it's, it's really tough for women to handle and especially when you have the pressure of your family the pressure of your husband and stuff and you're like you you need to deliver you need to deliver on this on this a, a child or you need to deliver on something and the fact that you can't do that it's, it's it's disappointing and it's so frustrating so yeah no it's definitely something that I I spoke about straight away to my parents and my parents are like yeah that's a really good idea so that's something that I will be probably thinking about in the future yeah for sure and what I noticed, this is not from my personal experience, but so many women are like, okay, she just had a kid and like, I'm jealous. I want my own kid and I can't have it. Women ask them, so what about you? When are you going to have kids? Without actually yeah. even stopping to think that she's trying to have a kid and she can't and you're making her feel worse. Exactly. exactly. Especially in my culture. Even, even when I was 17, my grandmother grabbed me by the hand and she was like, I got married at your age. Yeah, it's crazy. And and the shittiest, crazy, yeah. the shittiest thing about us is that this is something that I personally struggle most as a thought. I don't want kids, but I want to have a certain possibility that I can. And unless yeah. I try to have kids, I don't know if I can. There is no test in this world that's going to be like, okay, yeah, you're fertile as a farm. You can have all Yeah, the let's kids. go. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's no test about that. They it's just winging it and hoping for the best and which is which is really irritating for us because you have to wait and waiting is is a massive problem for us that have PCOS waiting is a is a drug and waiting is very bad because you don't know what's going to happen one minute you may be okay the next minute you're not okay and then that's it so yeah it's it's a massive deal for sure but definitely it gets better Oh, 100%. Yes. It oh, my better. goodness. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To everyone who's listening, like, we really want to give you hope. It gets better. It's manageable. It's not treatable, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, but it is very, very, very manageable. For yeah, example, 100%. Yeah. The less percent of body fat you have on yourself, the easier it is to combat it. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. The healthier you eat, the better you feel. The more sex you have, the better you feel. <laughs> have so much facts. sex, girls. Have so much sex. <laughs> yeah. Scientific facts. This is not so. Like, this is science. <laughs> I'm not talking from my head. 
And I'm going to link it down Aisha, below. Aisha, Aisha, Aisha. <laughs> and it's so common. Like nowadays, everyone has PCOS. Like one in 10 women, man. Like seriously. Exactly. It's so common. And as you say, it, it's very manageable. And it's, and as you say, yeah, it's not, not curable. Like you can't cure it. It's just, it is what it is. And you kind of have to deal with it. But you, there is so many ways you can reduce the level of your PCOS that it becomes normal and you don't actually feel it, nor do, it just becomes part of you, you know, it just becomes your everyday and you're like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to, you know, tweak my diet or I'm going to tweak my exercises or I'm going to tweak this and make me feel a bit okay and make me feel a little bit better and it'll be fine. So it's it's definitely a light under the tunnel. It's something that you can manage. So I I, I think we need to just be positive and um, embrace it. Be, it. Uh, yeah, like embrace it. It's your PCOS. Yeah, absolutely. And I think and for future as well. I think if if doctors or whoever listening out there, scientists, whatever, if you know, if you guys can actually help us women that have this common denominator within us, it makes so much of a difference for so many of us and but actually get the right facts don't just like willy-nilly just recommend this recommend that because as you were saying you know in Slovenia they were saying one doctor was saying one thing and then Sedona they were saying another thing it's just it's just so no it just doesn't make sense that doesn't work that doesn't help us women doesn't help for each case so if people can have research in this facts it just make life so much easier but no I completely agree with you Sophia like it's it's one of those situations where you know it, it, it's it, you can deal with it and it's and it's fine and there is a positive end to it yeah I mean I have amazing hair I have absolutely very long nails that like most women are like are those gel and I'm like no that's my my nails <laughs> yeah exactly I'm exactly saying like I had actually during the COVID-19 I'm a massive person for the nail salon so I'm always going to the nail salon and getting my nails done. And because of the nail salon being closed, I just had to grow out my nails. And um, they became so long and so healthy. And they looked so amazing. And I just painted them. And people were like, oh, my God, are those your real nails? And I'm like, yeah, they're mine. And I love them. And they're great. And, and then I, they break. <laughs> and I have to compliment my eyebrows. Like, I've, I don't yes. know how to draw my own eyebrows. I've never done that. Like, <laughs> well, they look fleek on fleek. They look so fleeky yeah like a friend Love of it. mine i'm never gonna forget this it was more of an insult but she said you have eyebrows for two people <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i really do i really do but you want to hear what is the one thing that has actually made me cry that's gonna make probably gonna make you cry as well but from yes, a positive thing please so as I said, the number one thing I'm struggling is embracing my beard. And that's probably going to be the title of this podcast. PCOS, embracing my embracing beard. My beard. <laughs> Love it. And like, I just get so emotional whenever I talk about this and when I tell it to people. But like, there was this post where I was like, I really just want to stop shaving and just I really just want to stop body hair and like how do you women deal with that and like the PCOS support group and like how do you deal with partners especially because I told the story about the guy in Slovenia yeah and this girl literally wrote like I'm never gonna forget this I get really really emotional about this oh. that just like shaving together with her husband helped them bond that's so sweet 
sweet. Like, oh. it's, it's their little morning routine together before they go to work. That's so nice, man. That's like, so cute. That that honestly just gives me so much hope. Yes, absolutely. And it's just the, the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I, like, I remember I was crying so much when I read that post. Oh, bless oh. you, though. That's so nice. Oh, bless you. That is probably, like, the best thing that I've heard. So that's when I want to tell everyone that's listening, like, there's always going to be people that accept you. And whether we have our own doubts, there's always going to be that one person that supports you even further. Honestly, from everyone that I know so far, with that one exception, I have had so much support. Like, of course, I've had so many uncomfortable conversations Honestly, when someone is new, I immediately tell them because I don't want it to be a really big elephant in yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, no. This was probably the coolest thing that he said to me. And actually, shout out to him. He might actually hear this. His name's Joao. So, Joao, I send you very high regards. And he said to me, oh, maybe you should grow it. Let's see who grows a longer one. Like, let's make a competition out of it. That's crazy. That's so nice. I love that. That's crazy. I like that a lot. That was just so sweet. It made me feel so, so, so good. And there was also this other guy that I remember when I told him, like he was a little bit drunk. But as I say, like (laughs) tipsy people are the best type for conversations. Like I agree. Because they're not drunk. They still know what they're talking, but they're a little looser than normal. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I remember him, like, I told him, like, hey, like, I have a beard. And he's like, if you think I didn't notice that two hours ago, you're, like, mistaking yourself. And if I care, I wouldn't be, like, here, you know, like, talking to you. And Oh, you know. that's so nice. Yeah. That is so nice, man. Like, that's so happy for you. That's so nice. And this is what we need. We need the positivity. Like, we need the positive. And it's not just girls. It's, it's, it's men as well. Like, yeah. just embracing your other half's PCOS and just loving that as well. And, and kind of accepting it as, their, as one of their elements within them. I think that's so important. And, yeah, no, I've, I personally don't have any stories in that sense because I've told my friend about it. And my one of my best friends actually has it as well. And she's very similar to me. So it's kind of nice. But yeah, I've not had the opportunity to tell any men because I've not had any men in my life since I've been diagnosed. So I've not really had the I don't really need to say that at that at that present moment. But yo, I think it's great that you know when when you do tell other men about it that they, they just feel so normal and it's like oh okay that's another element. Great. Woo embrace it. Great. Love it. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. I agree so much that honestly, guys, you have to give a little bit confidence to women as well. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Women, I am an advocate for women's support and women having self-confidence on their own. But women with PCOS, they see self-confidence so, so, so differently because of their weight because of their beards, because of their hairiness, because of their sex drives, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And like, if men support us a bit more, we would be, we would be unstoppable. I mean, oh my God, yeah. You and I are unstoppable from what I can see from the conversation. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, men are like that little spice that make everything. Oh my god, yes. They're that little bit of salt that you kind of sprinkle on the meat. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Salt bait. <laughs> I'm like, oh, bit of spice. <laughs> but yeah. So to everyone who's listening and combating to PCOS, know that not only it's manageable, but you have all the support and love in your life. You're yes! not alone. Every 10th woman has this and you you probably know women who have PCOS. Exactly. And and you've summed up really nicely that it's common. It's something that you can fight through. It's something that you can be positive about. Don't think it's, it's something weighing you down. It's not something to weigh you down. It's just something that you kind of have to look at in a different light, embrace it and kind of deal with it in that sense. And, you know, tweak certain things so that you can be relieved in your own PCOS. Definitely. So Karina, um, tell us a little bit about your podcast and where can we find you? Of course. So um, my podcast is um, called Confessions of a Talking Freak. And you can find it on any um, on any platform, actually. Um, and you can also reach me on my Instagram, which is at Karina Freitas. I'm pretty much active 24-7. So, <laughs> you know, if you want to have a chat, like, let's have a chat. Like, I'm so open to have a chat. But, yeah. Um, what, what's my podcast about? Um, it's about, it's pretty much anything and everything. It's a little bit like Sophia's um, podcast that we talk about different topics. Um, I kind of describe my podcast as, you know, on a Saturday night, you kind of take a takeaway and then you decide to your friends, oh, what do we want to watch? And then you just put some basic entertainment on because it's so nice and it's entertaining and you want to have a laugh and chat. That's pretty much how I sum up my podcast. Um, it's one of those things where you put in the morning whether you're commuting, whether you're making breakfast, whether you're doing something, it's something just to listen to and, you know, talk about different subjects um, and it's totally okay. And it's every Thursday, every Thursday I'm, you know, bringing out new topics and new episodes. So yeah, if you're interested in a bit of wildness and a bit of weirdness and embracing what are we, what we have, then yeah, come along, come and listen. It would be amazing to, you know, to, to have fun with you guys. And also uh, what I really, really love about your podcast, because that's how me and Corina actually connected because I yeah, actually yeah. loved her podcast. Honestly, like I'm not doing this for marketing reasons, but I honestly love her podcast so much. Ah, thank you. I love how short it is because I personally struggle with long podcasts yeah honestly i feel that no yeah like um i i follow some podcasts on spotify and sometimes when they're just like an hour long i'm just like do i have an do i have time for it to listen to an hour of you of you talking no i probably don't so i like to keep them short and sweet and i love to keep our listeners like guessing and sort of like you know questioning the actual podcast itself and the questions that i'm aren't like i'm you know asking you guys that that's what I like to do and if I like if I keep them short and sweet you kind of get that feeling and then you kind of want a little bit more so you tune in for next week so it's great (laughs) beautiful so thank you for tuning in to this episode if you like it if you feel that you know people who have PCOS if you have PCOS tell us about your journey on PCOS we are open for comments for likes, for shares to people. Tell it to everyone who you think that should hear this episode. And 
I guess you'll see us in the next one. Bye. Yes. Take care. Bye. <laughs>